Thank you for joining the Element Church Podcast, where we exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. Wherever you're listening from today, we hope this message inspires and strengthens your faith. Well, the NFL started last Sunday, college football started two weeks ago, and depending on who your team is and how they started might make you feel a little bit differently about the season. My Oklahoma Sooners are now 3-0 and as they beat the Nebraska Cornhuskers yesterday, although they have not looked that great, so I'm not sure how I feel about the season yet. I did bring my OU mug today uh, to hopefully bring some good luck. Maybe the Lord's Spirit will rest upon OU. You, that would be uh, absolutely amazing. Imagine for a moment that your favorite team, or if you don't care about sports at all, imagine that you do, okay? Go sports ball, go! That's your mantra. If you don't like sports, go sports ball. Um, uh, I, I want to know who everybody's favorite team is, by the way, and I can't ask everybody individually. And so uh, I'm going to count to three, and then after three, I just want you to yell out your favorite team. Whoever it is, college or pro, I'm going to count to three, and then this is, this is an all-skate. Remember that? So everybody's playing along here. So I'm going to count to three, and I want to hear your favorite team. One, two, three. Okay. Hurt. Yeah, some of you are cheating getting it afterwards. I heard lots of different teams. We did purchase a special microphone that identifies people who said Tampa Bay or New England. I'm going to ask our ushers to remove them at this point. <laughs> Just kidding. I would never remove you from the service. What we will do is pray that you are set free from your prison of lies that you are living in. <laughs> imagine your favorite team, or if you had one, just imagine, that they showed up to the game and they came onto the field in nothing but their practice shorts, their helmets, and that's it. No, no pants, no pads, no jersey, no cleats, practice shorts, t-shirt, and a helmet. Like everyone would be thoroughly confused, right? Someone would eventually go to the coach of that team and say, coach, like, what's up? Like, why is your team not suited up? And he would say, oh, we are suited up. We're ready to go. But everyone knows the game doesn't really start till the fourth quarter. So after the third quarter, we'll put all the rest of our gear on, but we're ready to go. Trots off to his team and gets ready for the game. Like, no, no one does that, right? No coach or team does that. Some teams have played like that's their strategy, like, like Green Bay last Sunday. Can I get a witness, right? As, yeah, some of you are like, oh, that's mean. It gets, it gets worse, trust me. Like nobody, not even the worst teams do that. Like teams like the ones you're thinking of. See, I'm getting better. I didn't even say teams like the Raiders. Or... I mean, I did say it, but I didn't say it. Now I'm really digressing here. All joking aside, no team, no matter how bad they are, would ever do that. Yet that's how I think many of us approach life even as Christians. You see, all of life is a battle, not just certain days or, or seasons, and without every piece of the armor of God, without suiting up and engaging in the battle at all times, we will be overwhelmed with life. In Christianity, it's easy for us to, to be ready for the battle on Sunday, 
Uh, Like when we're singing the song, this is how I fight my battles with praise and thanksgiving or or at small group or, or whatever it is. But the battle wages all day, every day, and our enemy is playing for keeps. He ain't messing around when it comes to the battle of life. So as we walk through life, We need to live in the armor of God on every day because as the title of the series we're starting today says, we are more than weekend warriors. We're more than that. If you don't know who I am, by the way, this crazy guy making fun of football teams and stuff, uh, my name's Jeff Manis. I am the lead uh, pastor here. No matter who you're a fan of, I, I joke about it, I really don't care. No matter who you're a fan of or if you're a fan at all, whether you're here in person or joining us uh, online somewhere, I'm just so glad that you've chosen to engage with us and with God's house today. This series, I believe, is super important for our lives right now. It's important because it's true for every person. We are in a spiritual battle in life, but it's also important because of the season we find ourselves in together as a church. If you want to know more about that, go back and watch or listen to last week's sermon to hear about the kind of unique season and battle that we are, are in as a church we're entering into. But, but here's what makes the battle in our spiritual lives very different from any battle that we, we will face in, uh, on a football field or anywhere on, uh, in life. For us as Christians, Christians in the room, while all of life is a battle, because of Jesus, the victory is already won. The victory's won in Jesus. On the cross, when he paid the price for, for my sins and your sins, he declared, it is finished. The work is over, the victory has been established. But even though the victory has been established, there are battles that still remain. Our enemy's not going down without a fight. You've seen that in your own own life. Uh, Louis Giglio, one of my favorite pastors, author of a book that I just finished reading, my wife did as well, we loved it, highly recommend it, called Don't Give the Enemy a Seat at Your Table. Um, He said this in the book, In your spiritual life, Jesus gives you the victory. He gives you his accomplished work on the cross, the defeat of sin. He has established a beachhead of victory so you can move forward. From this foundation of victory, you now fight. That's your mindset to prayerfully embrace today. That we fight from a place of victory. Much like securing the beachhead on on Normandy, on D-Day in World War II, it, it all but sealed the victory for the Allied forces. There were still many battles to remain before Nazi Germany would surrender to defeat. That's the example Louis uses in his book. It's a great segue then into our big idea for today. It's on the screens. It's this. The victory's already won, but there are battles that still remain. The victory is already One, and I know that you might be here today, you don't believe in Jesus or the victory that he secured for us on the cross and through his resurrection, and I can't prove to anybody that that's true. All I can do is share with you what I know, what I've experienced in in Jesus, and then choose to love you wherever you're at in your uh, spiritual journey, and I do love you wherever you're at. 
I, I guess what I hope we'll see today is that God doesn't hide the difficult parts of our spiritual life. God never promises us a pain-free, problem-free, or battle-free life. What he does give us are the resources to win the battles of life. And that's what we're looking at today. The victory's won. It's already won, but there are battles that still remain. So here's the big question I think we've got to attempt to answer in the time we have left today. How do we win the battles of life? How do we win the battles of life? Main scripture, Ephesians 6, 10 through 13. Ephesians is in the New Testament portion of the Bible written by a man named Paul. We call him the Apostle Paul. He wrote this letter from a prison cell in Rome, put there for his faith in Jesus. He would eventually die, be killed for his faith in Jesus there in Rome in that prison. Ephesians is a rich book where Paul describes in vivid detail the Christian life and the Christian calling to follow Jesus and and become more like him every day through the spirit of Jesus. And, And in Ephesians, if you read the whole book, which I encourage you to do, you'll find all sorts of little connection points to the very vision we have here at Element. We exist to guide people to experience life to its fullest, connect into meaningful relationships, and make a lasting impact. And you'll see little connectors to our vision all through Ephesians 6. Paul concludes this letter with his challenge for Christians to armor up, to to be battle ready, not just to be weekend warriors. If you didn't bring a Bible with you, by the way, uh, everything I read will be on the screens. If you don't own a Bible, you can download a free Bible app called YouVersion or ask for a Bible out at guest services before you go. We'll get you one free of charge. Before we dive in, let's pause and pray. Ask for God's help today. Father, um, life truly is a battle. And whether it's individually facing a battle or corporately as a church facing something, I'm very thankful, Lord, that we never fight alone. You are always with us. And Lord, I'm asking you today to descend upon this place with your presence, that you be with us in this moment, that through your word and through my words, Lord, that you'd speak powerfully. We ask for your anointing and for your authority to be upon this place In Jesus' name, amen. Ephesians 6, starting in verse 10, says this. A final word, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. Put on all of God's armor so that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. And I've got to stop there And focus on that last statement. It could be a whole sermon in and of itself uh, that I'm not even really addressing today except for the next brief moment to share some thoughts on on my heart. So many things I want to say that we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. So Christians in the room, let this be a reminder that our fight is not against President Biden or former President Trump. It is not against Republicans or Democrats. It's not against Afghanistan or the Taliban. It's not against any ex-spouse. It's not against a friend who betrayed you, a boss who overlooks you, or a coworker who steals the limelight from you. It's not against maskers or anti-maskers, vaxxers or anti-vaxxers. 
Hello. I'll stop there before I get in trouble. There's much more I'd love to say. God, through Paul, tells us our fight is not against flesh and blood enemies. However, when I look at how many people, sadly, even Christian people, react and respond these days to flesh and blood people, I'd be hard-pressed to be convinced that that's the case. We sure act like our battles against flesh and blood. We are so divided, even as Christians. And we are so divisive in our actions and words these days, fighting against each other instead of fighting for each other and with each other against the real enemy we have in life. And I believe the devil, the one we are truly fighting against, has kicked back in his recliner, lit a stogie, poured a glass of gin and tonic, and is having great delight in the chaos we are continuing to pursue. Ephesians 6, 12, and 13. For we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies. I hope that sticks. But against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in this dark world, and against evil spirits in the heavenly places. Friends, we're in a spiritual battle. And I know if you are not a believer, you're not familiar with the, the Bible or Christian language, even that spiritual warfare language might sound hokey to you. I get it, but friends, it's legit. It's real. There are things happening in the spiritual realm that affect the physical realm. Hope you understand that. Therefore, because we're in this spiritual cosmic battle, put on every piece of God's armor so you'll be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then, after the battle, the victory's been won, the battle still remains. So after the battle, if you do these things, Paul says, you will be standing firm. You'll be standing up. I don't know about you, church, but after I face battles in life, I don't want to be face down, I want to be standing up. So the victory's already won, but there are battles that still remain. How do we win the battles of life? Well, the first thing I see from our main scripture here is this. Be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord. And the key word there is the word in. In the Lord. And that should be encouraging, by the way. That we don't have to be strong in ourselves. Anyone else glad about that? We are strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, which was what verse 10 from our main scripture said. So, so it's not about trying harder, working more, being better. It's about being strong in the Lord. And you know what this makes me think of? Do you know who this makes me think of? You'll never guess, so I'll tell you. It makes me think of Kevin Hart and The Rock. We have them here today, so would you welcome out Kevin Hart and, and The Rock today, if you guys would go ahead and come out with that. Yep, life-size cardboard cutouts. Sorry to disappoint you. Um, ironically, this was the most church-appropriate cardboard cutout of The Rock we could find. Everything else he was half-naked in, and so it wasn't church-appropriate. 
Well, let's just start with the, with the Rock here. The Rock is former professional wrestler turned actor. He might be today the most recognized actor on the planet. He is six foot four and dude is jacked, like jacked. His name, The Rock, matches his persona, right? And, and, and me standing next to The Rock, like if he were here, physically here, like my nickname in comparison would be The Stick. <laughs> you got to say it like that too, because I'm The Stick. Not intimidating at all, right? So, so then you have Kevin Hart, a professional, you know, stand-up comedian turned actor. He's actually really good friends with The Rock. If you follow them on social media, they have great, hilarious banter back and forth. It's not always an appropriate follow on social media, but it is usually very, very funny when they go after each other. Um, we could not have them here in person because we can't afford their appearance fee. And so we have life-size cardboard cutouts. Take a picture if you want to, post on social media, tag them. That would be amazing. If they ever responded, that would be fantastic. But you have Kevin Hart, five foot two, not jacked. He's in shape. I see that he works out but not like The Rock, right? Like there's massive difference in, in comparison. So nothing against Kevin Hart, it's just reality. So, so imagine you're going into a street brawl. You're going into a fight or, or someone's coming against you with a physical assault. Which one are you wanting in your corner? <laughs> You'll laugh a lot if it's Kevin, but you're not gonna... Like, like, would you say, I'm, I'm strong in Kevin Hart? Or would you say, I'm strong in The Rock? Yeah. Adam Clark, theologian, said this in his commentary about this passage. You must have strength and strength of a spiritual kind. Strength only the Lord himself can furnish, and you must have this strength through an indwelling God, the power of his might working in you. Or as A.W. Tozer said, he's a famous um, 20th century theologian. I love this quote. It's kind of humorous and very, very powerful. He said this, I'm not afraid of the devil. The devil can handle me. He's got judo I never heard of. That's awesome but he can't handle the one to whom I'm joined. He can't handle the one to whom I'm united. He can't handle the one whose nature dwells in my nature. And that's just it. Like when you are strong in the Lord, you are coming under the Lord's authority, power, and strength. Or to use the rock again, if you've not figured it out, in our illustration, the rock represents Jesus, okay? So to use this, it's not that me and Jesus are walking into battle side by side, as I knock Jesus over, that's great for the illustration. It's not that we're walking into battle side by side. It's that, it's that I'm walking into battle and Jesus goes before me. That the victory's already won on the cross and through the resurrection. But now every day in my battle, Jesus goes before me and I submit to his authority, power, and strength. I am strong in the Lord. Does that make sense? I'm strong in the Lord. So, so being strong in the Lord is not about working harder. It's about submitting more to the power and authority 
of Jesus. I'm not strong with the Lord. I'm strong in the Lord. He is my strength. So the victory's already won, but the battle still remains. So how do we win the battles of life? Be strong in the Lord. Number two is this, suit up with all the armor. Suit up with all the armor. If the key word of point one was in, in the Lord, the key word of point two is all. Suit up with all the armor. You see, just because we should be strong in the Lord doesn't mean we don't have to do anything ourselves. Don't fall for that. The strength of the Lord will only be fully experienced if I'm willing to put on all of the armor God provides. That was good, so I'll say it again. The strength of the Lord will only be fully experienced if I'm willing to put on all of the armor God provides. That's what our main scripture told us, by the way. In verse 11, the first part of verse 11, first part of verse 13, Ephesians 6 says this, put on, how much? (laughs) All of God's armor, verse 13. Therefore, put on every piece of God's armor. Now, through the rest of the series, which actually we're going to go all the way through October 17th with this series, we're going to look at every piece of God's armor, a couple different pieces on, on each week, and then a couple other subjects we're going to look at as well that relate to this. We're going to be in Ephesians 6, the entire uh, series, uh, but we're going to look at the belt of truth, the body armor of God's righteousness, the shoes of peace that come from the good news, uh, the gospel of Jesus, the shield of faith, which extinguishes all the flaming arrows of the evil one, the helmet of salvation, the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God, the only offensive weapon listed among all the spiritual uh, pieces of armor. And we're gonna look at what I believe is the forgotten piece of God's armor as Paul challenges us at the end of this passage to pray. It's not listed as a piece of armor, but I think it's the forgotten thing that holds, it's the glue that holds all of it together. Right now, I don't want to get into the specifics of how you might use the armor of God or what each thing represents or how it applies to your everyday life. We'll do that through the series. I just want to emphasize what Paul does here. We need to put on all the armor of God and be strong in the Lord. Albert Barnes, in his commentary, put it this way. A man needs all the armor if he is about to fight the battles of the Lord. And if he lacks one of the weapons which God has appointed, defeat may be the consequence. I don't want defeat. I want to win the battle that I face in life. I had an alternate title for the series that got shot down by our creative team, whatever, But after we talked it through, I I agree that this title works better for the series, but I so wanted to use another name for this. You want to hear the name I had? Too bad. You got to come to creative team. Just kidding. You don't even know what it is. Here's, Here's what I wanted to call the series. I wanted to call it Christian Streakers. We couldn't think of an appropriate graphic without getting in lots of trouble. 
Here, here's why. Here's why I wanted to use the title Christian Streaker. I love the title. I think it's hilarious. At, at the very least, it'd be intriguing, right? We probably have a few guests that week, right? I, I heard this quote years ago. Don't know who said it. I'm sure there's somebody that needs credit, but I love it, and it's this. There are way too many Christians in the world running around with nothing but the helmet of salvation on. Christian streakers. And it's true, by the way. There are people, Christian people, probably some in our own church, who have put their faith in Jesus. Their sins are forgiven. They're on their way to heaven. They have the helmet of salvation, but they have no foundation of truth buckled around their waist, which holds everything together in life. They aren't living in the righteousness of God, nor do they have peace that comes from the good news about Jesus. If, if ever, rarely, if ever, are they in the word of God, which is the sword of the spirit, and they don't take up the shield of faith to extinguish the flaming arrows of the evil one. They're saved but they aren't suited up for battle. And it's sad to me. In fact, it's scary to me because every day is a battle and we have a very real enemy whose mission is to steal, kill, and destroy our lives. So yes, we need to be strong in the Lord, but until we put on all of the armor that God provides, we will never experience all of his strength in the battle. And the battle, friends, is hard enough with the armor of God. I don't wanna face it without it. And my heart hurts for many Christians who are battling life with nothing on but the helmet of salvation. And you're overwhelmed. Life's overwhelming without the armor. We gotta have it all on. The victory's already won. But there are battles that still remain. So how do we win the battles of life? Be strong in the Lord, yes, but suit up with all the armor of God. Then lastly, number three is this, stand firm to the very end. Stand firm to the very end. Going back to verse 11 and 13, reading the full verses now, God through Paul says this, put on all of God's armor, why? So that you'll be able to stand firm against all strategies of the devil. Verse 13, therefore put on every piece of God's armor so you will be able to resist the enemy in the time of evil. Then after the battle, victory's won, battle still remains. After the battle, you'll be standing firm. Reminded me actually of 1 Peter 5, 8 and 9. God through the apostle Peter said this, stay alert. Watch out for your great enemy, the devil. He prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Stand firm against him and be strong in your faith. I've already said it, but friends, the battle is real. Life is hard. Whether it's the battle against sin 
which is lurking around every corner in temptation or the battles of discouragement, depression, worry, fear, anxiety, the battle of suffering, sickness, pain, disease, death. Like life is a battle and that battle is real. And our enemy is not a flesh and blood enemy. Our enemy is the devil and he's on the prowl and he comes against us with strategies. Think about that. The devil and his demons strategize how to bring you down. So do you think we might need some strategies to fight against him? Absolutely we do. Absolutely we do. And his sole desire, his number one priority is to get you to give up. To get you to give in or to get you to go back. So can I just give a word for someone today? This is not like some revelation or word from the Lord. It's just a word. Someone needs to hear this today. Someone needs to hear these words. Don't give up. Someone needs to hear, don't give in. And someone needs to hear, don't go back. Don't go back. Be strong in the Lord. Suit up with all of God's armor and stand firm to the very end. I would challenge you to say a prayer. It's a declaration of truth kind of prayer. I challenge us to say this once a day, every day this week. I'll be posting it on my social media tomorrow. The church will share that as well on our church social media. It's very lengthy, so we'll write it out for you and you can copy and paste that if you want to. I've been trying to say this regularly, especially leading up to um, today's message and this series. It's, again, very lengthy, so you're not gonna be able to write it down if you're gonna try to write it down. But I, I wanna challenge us to, just to say this every day, at least once a day, I would recommend in the morning before you start your day. I am strong in the Lord. I put on the belt of truth buckled around my waist, which holds everything together in my life. For you shall know the truth and the truth shall set you free. I put on the body armor of God's righteousness. I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus and I am empowered to live righteously by the spirit of Jesus. I put on the shoes of peace that come from God's good news, his gospel, for I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ. It is the power of God at work saving everyone who believes. I take up the shield of faith by which I extinguish all the flaming arrows of the evil one. I, I, I put on the helmet of salvation and the spirit protects my mind and I take the sword of the spirit, which is the word of God. It is alive and powerful, sharper than the sharpest two-edged sword, cutting between soul and spirit, joint and marrow. It exposes my innermost thoughts and desires. It corrects me when I'm wrong and teaches me to do what is right. And I will pray in the spirit at all times and on every occasion, standing firm to the very end. Can you pray that with me? Yeah, we'll share it tomorrow. Formulate your own if you want to, but that's gonna be a part of my life every day because I don't wanna face the battle without all the armor of God. When you go through something like that, you are in the spiritual realm putting on the armor of God. 
And then that day when you face a battle you didn't know what was coming, you go back to that moment and you take up whatever piece of armor that you put on that day and you use it in your battle against the enemy. You, you might want to ask yourself these questions. Where am I looking for my strength? Is it in someone else? Something else? Or is it the Lord? What parts of God's armor am I neglecting? Like sometimes we're really good at certain pieces of armor, but not others. We're going to talk through what these armor pieces mean and how we can use them. What are the current battles in my life where I need God's help to stand firm to the very end? What battle are you facing? That you need God's armor to stand firm. Be strong in the Lord, suit up with all the armor, stand firm to the very end. Or maybe you're here today and you've never ever put your faith in Jesus who died in your place and rose again to be forgiven of your sins, have him live in your heart. You've never done that. And I'm telling you, you're facing a battle too. But God's armor only applies to those who believe. And I want it to apply to your account. So if you've never put your faith in Jesus and you want to do that today, he's waiting for you. And you can put your faith in him just by saying this simple prayer. Just say it silently in your heart to God. Father in heaven, I believe. I believe in Jesus that he's God. He died in my place and rose again. So Jesus, I put my faith in you. Please forgive me of my sin. Wash me clean, make me new. I repent and turn from my old selfish, sinful way of living. I will follow you by your help and power in a new way. I receive from you salvation. Please live and rule and reign in my heart. Help me live with the armor of God on at all times. Thank you for loving me. I'm gonna do my best to love you back. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer to ask Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you'll ever make. It's the hardest one you'll ever live out, and we want to help you live it out. So you need to tell somebody. I would encourage you to tell somebody physically in your life, but we want to know too as your church family. And so if you just send us a text, text the word ELIFE to 94000, ELIFE to 94000, and tell us. We're going to welcome you to the family, celebrate with you, and shoot you a link back. Click that link. You can download a free devotional that we wrote for you to get you taking your next steps in Jesus. There's also a place to sign up for baptism. If you've put your faith in Jesus but have never been baptized, that is your next step. You can sign up doing that link there or at the Next Step wall computers out in the lobby. If you need prayer for something today, it would be our honor to pray for you. You can stop by the purple tent all the way in the back of the auditorium or call us, email us, uh, contact us on social media. We'll pray for whatever you have going on. I love you guys. Uh, I pray this was a challenge, but also an encouragement. And I'm really excited for this series. I think this is timely for us as we take our steps forward together as a church and individually in our spiritual walk. Let me pray for you and we'll get you out of here. Father in heaven, well, I thank you once again. You don't hide. You don't hide the fact that there's a battle and you don't hide the tools to fight it. And so, Lord, may we take the tools you've given us, the armor of God, 
And as we go through this series and we learn how to apply the armor, Lord, I pray that every day we would suit up with all the armor, that we'd be strong in you, and by the power of your Holy Spirit, may we stand firm to the very end. And Lord, when we fall, I pray we'd be quick to confess, repent of that, receive your forgiveness, and get back in the fight. Lord, I pray we'd never, ever, ever give up, give in, or go back. We love you. We give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Love you guys. Have an, have an awesome week. You're dismissed.